I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I went and I looked up your sign when that happened. I was like, how is she taking this? I don't know a thing about her, but I at least need to figure out how she as a Pisces is taking this. An emotional, maybe, person. Um, (laughs) It's a lot. Yeah, that was like probably one of the worst moments ever. Like filming and not filming. I'm ducking out, you're ducking out. Let's duck out together. See what it's all about. Hi, and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast whose heart goes out to everyone who mistakenly thought that they would one day be engaged to Kristen Stewart. Wow. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Melody Kamali. And today we're diking out with Tampa Bay cast member Shiva Pishtad. Whoa. It's out. It's, it's out. finally out. Wow. <laughs> and now we can dike out about it fully. And we hope everyone has already watched it. If you haven't, go watch it on Prime Video. More on that later. First, some announcements. We're back in a major way at Stonewall. Our shows are back. Yeah. Our stand up shows. Yes, and we hope there's been enough time that everybody has learned how to behave at a stand-up show again because we did have that lesbian bar project fundraiser at Stonewall a few months ago and y'all were rowdy. Well, that was the height of pride. 
That was. That was before anyone was talking about Delta, right? For like that two-week period we thought COVID was really over. Everyone there was on a date and just trying to get their first date on. At one point, you threatened to smack audience members who were talking and heckling with a strap-on. It got that rowdy. Yeah. I did. Yeah. We're going to try to keep the threats to a min. No threats this time. I promise. (laughs) We'll see. You got to behave. Yeah. Can't wait. We will be posting uh, the link for tickets will be on our Instagram at Diking Out. So check that out. We are just finalizing the lineup and also save the date for Tuesday, December 14th. I have a fun show that I'm doing with a friend, Naomi Regay. We're going to be at Stonewall Tuesday, December 14th. Melody, have you noticed that the L word has never had an episode uh, that even acknowledges that holidays exist. I was going to say, nary a holiday. I thought you were going to ask if I had noticed they'd never done a Christmas-like nope. holiday no season. No Halloween. No Thanksgiving. Yeah. Nothing. nothing. They don't exist. Until Only dinosaur. now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> until now. Uh, my friend Aunt Naomi and I, we are writing a L Word Christmas special, and we're going to have a live reading of it at Stonewall on December 14th. Details will be forthcoming over the coming weeks, but it should be a a lot of fun and super silly. And if you know me and my opinions on the L word, it's it's going to be wild. It'll be good. No shortage of that. (laughs) What else is Um, happening in December? Wow. Well, Eden Entertainment Group is putting on a concert, a holiday concert In Hollywood, Saturday, December 18th, you can look up their Instagram, and it's a very queer lineup. They've got G-Flip, Cat Cunning, uh, Nicolina, Sterling Victorian, Michaela Gordon, DJ Lisa Pittman, and I'm going to be there, Uh, you know. (laughs) And me. (laughs) And me. Hanging out. Chilling, vibing, I don't know, getting my my holidays on. And Eden, they were involved with uh, Girls in Wonderland. And I met some of the folks from there. And we're going to be hopefully partnering on a bunch of stuff in the future. So I'm going to be out there. Sadly, Melody, you're going to be in Austin. I'm sure having... Just as much fun, but very different kind of fun. But if you're if you're in L.A., uh, December 18th, get your tickets before they sell out. It's a limited quantity. It's going to be a hot, hot party. So get on that. And and all the proceeds from the show are going to be donated to an LGBTQ plus mental health awareness and resources nonprofit. Love it. So. It's great. Feel good. Holiday cheer all around. Well, well, Carolyn. Yeah. Your gay itinerary is blowing me away lately. I'm you a got professional so much on the officially. docket. Yeah. So much has happened in the last week. We had gay holiday Halloween. I know this is coming out over a week after Halloween, but we just didn't get a chance to record last time that's so right we're talking about halloween stuff well i mean go ahead ask <laughs> i mean question. you know what i'm gonna ask uh, carolyn ask. what's yeah. the gayest thing you did last week it's again a, a tough one 
uh, because I did go to Dave's lesbian bar pop-up event in Astoria, which uh, was like sponsored um, and in partnership with Dyke Beer, my fave beer, and they have their Witch Please Brew, which I ordered uh, at the open mic you run at Pine Box. Oh, my God. They were out of Witch Please. I didn't even know... I host a weekly mic at a bar and I didn't even know that they carry dyke beer. They had dyke beer. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But it was seasonal. And they love it. Also, that it was, uh, again, all the beer that put out is great. I love it. So I did that. And then, um, you know, Cecilia and I, uh, <laughs> after that, we may have gotten into it a little bit, you know, a little uh discrepancy uh had a talk about feelings on the sidewalks of um Astoria I was dressed as a mad hatter Cecilia was dressed as a mime um we were clearly having a little bit of <laughs> to fight in costume <laughs> yes it's fun fine it was a fight it was a fight yeah Everything's oh sorry good. I named it <laughs> it's okay I know we no. fight till dawn <laughs> right <laughs> making merch with that it's, we should. It's it's all good. It's all good. We're we're fine. But you know, in the moment, sometimes you can't help when, where, and how you're dressed when these things come up. And this <laughs> this man approaches us and is like, "Excuse me, uh, c- can I please take your pictures?" And I just turn to him, looking insane as a Mad Hatter, looking mad. and I go, "No." You can't. <laughs> and I just like like screamed it at him and that felt really gay. It it terrified. I'm he may have wet himself. Like I was just like what about this made you think cuz at the moment I kind of forgot we were in costume. <laughs> uh but that poor man. Uh yeah, yeah, so that happened. Um then I went out to uh, Hot Rabbit, their Halloween party at Brooklyn Monarch, and I got uh, second place in the costume contest, though I tied for second place and they didn't announce it on stage because they went right from second to first place. And then I walk on stage and they're like, oh, they forgot to say you tied for second and gave me my prize. I'm like, all right, cool. Wait, so you thought uh, you won? No, no, I didn't think I thought I didn't win anything. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Because they didn't announce it. And then I got a prize walking off stage. First prize deservingly went to somebody dressed as uh, Mystique, who was also a doking out listener. So that was fun. Uh, Was very happy for them that they won. They went all out with their costume. But I think the gayest thing I did, and I mentioned this last week, but I need to bring it up again. These Sunday tea parties with Honey Burlesque at the Stonewall Inn. Again. That happen two to seven. Yeah. So usually they're every other week, but they moved it up a week because of Halloween. So I went back to back two weeks in a row. It is the best vibe. It is so much fun. These dancers are great. I brought uh, some new people that didn't go last week. I brought Cecilia. Uh, Cecilia had the best time. I brought... My friend, past guest, Veronica Garza, comedian. I've never seen Veronica so happy in the whole time, in the years that I've known her. She's a brooder. (laughs) Yeah. She was having the time of her life. We all were. It was so fun. These dancers, it just makes a difference, I think, when the dancers are queer themselves. And when the space just feels so queer and everybody was just there having a blast and it's just 
It's hard to describe unless you're there. There's this one dancer to Ruby who just goes, what? Like the energy. It's crazy. But all the dancers are great. I love Honey Burlesque and I'm going to whatever events they're doing because they really bring uh, the energy of the spaces they're in up a level. It's so much fun. And we're just like the the sheer number of dollar bills that are on the floor of the stone wall they like need to be like swept up with a huge broom like every five minutes because it's just raining the whole time so if you're in new york highly recommend i believe the next one is going to be sunday the 14th at stonewall and i will for sure be there with my singles with my stack love it to to tip out so there it is all the gay things, but I think that's the gayest. Melody, what's the gayest thing you did this week? Hmm. I, <laughs> you're saying there's amazing energy there. Um, that's something I haven't had lately. I, man, I tried. I really tried <laughs> to do Halloween this year, but I, I didn't have it in me. I dressed up my cat. So that feels yes. like <laughs> something. That's gay. You know what? The gayest thing was that your cat dressed up for Halloween. And I did didn't. not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I canceled plans. That's queer. That's not the gayest that's thing. Culture. That's the queer. Yeah. yeah, that's queer culture. Self-care. Okay. Buying yes. tickets to several events around the city. Not going to a single one. Okay. I watched all the Treehouse of Horror episodes <laughs> from The Simpsons. Yes. That's okay. fun. That's festive. Yeah. And that's truly all I had in me this year. Really? A lot of people skipped out on Halloween who normally liked it. You mentioned seeing a, a post about it, and I saw a bunch of people sharing that post about just. Yeah, that meme Halloween I sent being, you. Yeah. When yeah. it's like, and I love Halloween, but it just, I didn't have it in me this year. The, the, the pride to Halloween party season has destroyed me, and I just, yeah. I have no energy left. And for that reason, I'm I'm very excited for the holidays, for things to like slow down. Um, so self care. I feel like we're we're very yin and yang this season because we are. when you were partying heavy early on, I was still proceeding with caution and spending more time just like paddle boarding and and hiking upstairs. Now that's all I want. I've actually been looking at Airbnbs um for a solo retreat. I'm going into the woods. I've really I'm burnt out. <laughs> Allie's okay with it. Um I'm going to go somewhere <laughs> off the grid and try to write something and just yes. recharge, reset. Gayest thing. I I went to um a show I was on the show I did Garrelaning and Emily Walsh's show One Million Girls ah yeah I wanted to go to that so how was it good it was at Branded Saloon a venue in Brooklyn that I hadn't performed at since March 11th 2020 so <laughs> very different vibe I yeah I yeah. had so much fun. Everyone was so queer. I think everyone had been on the podcast, right? Like Tessa Scara was on it. Glow Butler, obviously yes. Gara. I loved performing for predominantly queer audience. You know how I feel about queer audiences normally. Right. And that is what? <laughs> scared. I'm scared of my own community and their judgment. But I had so much fun. And then afterwards, we were all just sort of dancing to like Charlie XCX. Christine and the Queens, like Gara. Yes. Oh, shout out to Gara. 
Uh, amazing taste Garrett. yeah we were all just like scream singing hillary duff um jessica simpson beautiful. songs it was a beautiful queer moment and then all the 20 somethings went to the woods <laughs> and i went home right and that was queer of me i think that was the gayest thing cecilia was at the woods yeah i was on wednesday out with the gay susan yeah 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 um you know what happened too that was pretty gayest thing of the week territory i was on my way to get a coffee iced of course and i was followed again i don't know if i've brought this up on the podcast before as a gayest thing but it happened again there is a man in my neighborhood who likes to street harass me and ali when we're like holding hands and or just being visibly gay and he he heckles us by calling us a couple young ma's have I talked about this before on the podcast? No. <laughs> it is the craziest street harassment. It's like young MA, if you don't know, lesbian rapper, pretty successful. It's like, oh, are yeah. you <laughs> are so sorry. Are you calling me a cool, successful lesbian? <laughs> like, you got me. I don't know. It he always that's the only thing he goes to. He's like, oh man, a couple of young MAs. I just I just you're the third young MA I've seen today. Like, what the hell? There's all these young MAs in the neighborhood now. <laughs> what (laughs) that's kind of fun i mean i don't yeah i don't love it but that's a really fun spin on i know harassment (laughs) i love it when street harassment keeps me on my toes yeah that's better than cecilia and i were walking and holding hands the other day and some guy was like need a third oh god Fuck you. <laughs> no. I would have much rather been called young Emmys. <laughs> We've been getting creative street harassment. Allie recently, yeah. this guy was like, excuse me, you are killing that denim jacket. You are killing it in that denim, <laughs> denim jacket. <laughs> That's Allie's gayest thing. Tis the season. Um, <laughs> yeah. Young Emmys. Well, speaking of young Emmys. Oh, man. This young MA has got swagger, and that's why we're calling her a young MA, right? Yes. Today we are digging out with Shiva Pishdad about Tampa Bay's because she is one of the Tampa Bay's, and the show is out now, streaming the whole season on Prime Video. Binge it. Binge it before you listen to this. Binge it after Whichever, you should just be watching because we love talking about this show. Let's do this. Shiva, we are so excited to be diking out with you today. The first of the bays to do the pod. Wow, 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 wow. Fresh off the release. I'm excited to be here. Oh, my God. Where do we start? I know. This is crazy. It's crazy to me that you actually haven't seen the show yet. I haven't. I have no idea what's going to be Aaron. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling a little nervous, honestly. Like, I don't know how I'm going to like be portrayed, but I mean, I was myself, you know, so like, I'm not like too worried, but I don't know. It kind of get kind of kind of get wild. So I think you were portrayed well. Hopefully my parents don't see it. My employer doesn't see it. That's like all I'm hoping for. Oh my God. Yeah. Your employer definitely will see it. Uh, (laughs) I know. But I don't think you have anything to be nervous about. We will get into that. But first, Melody. Yes, we have to ask. Shiva June, what is the gayest thing you did this week? Um, 
I guess like today I listened to uh, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson Essentials on Apple Music. I don't know. Yeah. If that, like, <laughs> it's actually flaming. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Is that like your go to like breakup music? I don't know. I was just feeling a vibe. You know, I just wanted yeah. to like have some like good work vibes and I put that on. <laughs> a gay icon. We love it. <laughs> well, Shiva, you know, people are about to get to know a lot more about you, but not the full story. So how would you introduce yourself to us and our listeners? Okay, so basically, I'm a Tampa native. Um, I'm a lesbian, obviously. Uh, born and raised in Tampa, like I just said. Um, first generation American Iranian woman. We love. I'm in school full time. I work full time. And, you know, I'm just... I'm always, I'm just, I feel like a Joe, your regular Joe Schmo, but <laughs> I don't know, nothing special about me, but. Man, so how does someone who's just Joe Schmo in and in school <laughs> end up on a reality TV show? Did you ever uh, th- think something like this would happen? How did this happen? Absolutely not. So actually, uh, two of my castmates, um, Haley and Brianna, they kind of decided to reach out to some producers and just like pitch the idea of this show. Um, we're just like a group of friends that always go out and party. And obviously there's like some drama there too. And, you know, we just always have fun. We always had wild nights. I mean, we still have wild nights and I don't know. We were just like, our, sh- our lives should be a TV show. Like we were kind of joking when we said that, but Haley and Brianna had that like creative mind and I, they like reached out to someone and they loved it. They loved the idea. They did it. So that's like literally what happened, actually. <laughs> did, did you watch any reality TV leading up to this? Like, have you seen any of the real L word? That's like a real throwback. We don't have many shows here. <laughs> yeah, that's actually it. <laughs> I don't actually watch a lot of reality TV. Like I used to watch like the real housewives. because I just thought it was so fucking funny. Yes. I think they're all so funny. Me too. I think I've seen like a few clips of the real hour, but honestly, like I couldn't tell you anything about it. Like, I think I know like two of the characters or not characters, but like two of the people on there. <laughs> same, um, same. So like, no, honestly, didn't really watch a lot of reality TV leading up to this. And honestly, I still don't. So <laughs> <laughs> did, did that make you hesitant about agreeing to be involved or did it feel like you had no choice really? I mean, even though you did, but like, it's a I don't know how to lifetime. explain it. And I still say this to this day, like it just like, I was like totally stoked. I was like, I heard about the idea that it was like actually happening. You know, um, I got like, uh, approached by a producer and all that. I was just like, is this real? Like, it still doesn't feel real. Like, and now I'm seeing like the trailer everywhere and like my picture everywhere. And I'm like, is this still real? Like, I don't know. I can't, it just doesn't feel real, but I know it is. Um, maybe it hasn't set in like completely yet. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. Like I said, like, I just feel like you're a normal average person. Like, I don't know if there's anything really special about me. I wouldn't say I'm like, you know, the coolest person ever or anything special, but. I mean, I you already have, have a profile on starsoffline.com. I don't know if you know. If you Google Wait, your name, that. it's pretty funny. I don't know who writes these, but it's just like even got details about like your best friend in real life being six foot tall and how you might look like funny they standing next to got each that other. Shit for my Instagram. And like when I read it, they like I read that and they were like, she might be seeing like her like this girl corn who corn is actually like my best friend. Like we're not seeing each other like that at all. 
and she they, they like wrote like that we might be seeing each other and we always post like raunchy captions on instagram and i was like gotcha. right, that part's true kind of funny <laughs> as well, but we're not seeing each other <laughs> okay yeah it does seem like there was just a lot extrapolated from your social media yeah definitely. <laughs> and they ran with it yeah absolutely <laughs> It, it's funny that you keep saying like, oh, I'm just a, a regular person, a Joe Schmo, but I feel like you are one of the more distinct personalities on the show. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome yeah. to hear. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, I would describe it as both like, you're like goofy, but also have this like insane swagger. Don't, because that's and what I told you and you stole it from me. <laughs> no. I said I love her goofy, swaggy vibe to you. I said it. I thought it. I thought it. I was watching the same thing you were, Melody. <laughs> I know. Everyone will think that. That's like the best compliment, honestly, I've ever gotten in my entire life. Seriously. Goofy, swaggy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I related. I was like, is it a Persian, queer Persian thing? Like <laughs> trying to have swagger, but but also, yeah, being Persian. That's I don't awesome know. Here. I'm like, <laughs> you guys are hyping me up a little bit. Like I'm getting excited. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a reason you're sort of like narrating the first few seconds of the of the trailer. Okay, honestly, you're kind of right. I was like thinking about that too, but I just wasn't saying anything. I was like, you know, why did they use me? But like, all right, pop off. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a lot of people. You get a good amount of screen time, and it's all great. It's been uh, really interesting. Um, how how long has this been in the works? Like, when did you guys start filming? How long did you film for? Uh, I want to say we started filming in the beginning of April. And okay. it went on till about June. Okay. So it was just like two months, two, three months. But so it's very recent. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely recent for sure. Like a lot wow. of the things that happened, you know, while we were filming, like I feel like some of the effects are still taking place right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And straight out of lockdown too, early April. So you guys were yeah. like ready to go. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. And I mean, I'm just gonna be honest. Like Florida's lockdown was probably different from like New York. Actually, lockdown. yeah, that's a, a little point. bit. Yeah, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, fair. How would you describe the queer scene in Tampa? Uh, it's on the come up. That's for sure. I feel like people don't really like think of Florida or specifically like Tampa, St. Pete, when they think of like the cool queer scene. They think of maybe like L.A., New York, but. You know, honestly, I've met so many people that have come to visit to the Tampa St. Pete area like one time and they're like, I fucking love it here. I have to move here. And then they literally end up moving here. So many people like I want to say like 50 percent of the gay people I meet. Like, I'm not even kidding. It's it's an awesome community. Like everyone kind of knows everyone. I mean, of course, there's like drama between people like always, but it's nothing like you know, I'm going to ruin your life or some shit like that. Like everyone's, everyone's nice to each other for the most part. It's just a, it's just an awesome community. Like I love it here. I feel very accepted. That's for sure. Nice. Uh, is it hard to be swaggy and wear layers in the heat there though? I don't know. There was like an opening shot when we were introduced to summer and Marissa. Marissa. Yeah. She's like, leather jackets like skinny jeans oh, they're, like, they're always dressed to the tee like so chic and glam like those two for sure <laughs> i don't know i would die. i mean i mean for me personally when it drops below like 75 i need like 
hand warmers, my Ugg boots, like it's too cold. <laughs> but like maybe someone else be like, this is perfect weather. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got used to it. So the first episode of the show has a little like sub storyline that really only gets visited in that first episode between you and Cuppy. Oh, Cuppy. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm wondering, uh, I was kind of curious, like, was that really a thing or was it like kind of played up to be, I don't know, it, it seemed like a it could have been something that just happened over the course of like two days. And maybe there was a little bit like, are we now? Okay. I would definitely say like, before we started filming, like me and copy were like always flirtatious with each other and things like that. And like, I always like, you know, kind of had a crush on her, you know, I was never actually like trying to like, you know, shoot my shot with her. Cause I knew it just get slapped down. But like, I kind of <laughs> was just like, you know, maybe like maybe this time, like, I don't, you know, so it, it wasn't played up or anything like that. It's definitely all real, but I don't know. Maybe it just like was more amplified just because, you know, everyone was around us. Everyone was kind of hyping us, hyping us up a little bit. I feel like, yeah. It was a good moment to kick off on, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, just That's something definitely I'm going to have to laugh it off. <laughs> I think you handled it well. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So going back to to the swagger, you know, throughout the show, we see you uh, hitting on women, picking up on women. Is this something that you've always kind of been this way or did you develop it over time? Um, I want to say I developed it over time because I honestly like didn't come out, like come out, out to like everyone until I was probably in college. And, you know, after I came out, I was just like, I was missing out on so much. Like I could have been hitting on women this whole time and I just wasn't. So then I like, I was like, all right, it's time to, to step it up. And I think like, yeah, as soon as I came out, I was just like, I'm just going to start shooting my shot when I can, you know, it's not like I'm like offending anyone or, you know, stepping on toes when I do it. So no, yeah, it's definitely something that was developed, but a little later in my life. <laughs> Maybe that's why it's endearing. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't come off like aggressive at all. Yeah, not yes. aggressive at all. I it's would so never, endearing. <laughs> I would never do that. I would never want to make anyone feel uncomfortable, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You also, you know, it doesn't seem to matter to you if the person uh, necessarily identifies as straight <laughs> <laughs> when when you're picking up on people. But do you find that it's easier to pick up a hot straight girl versus a hot lesbian? Uh, I would definitely say it's definitely easier to pick up a hot lesbian. But I mean, okay. sometimes the the hot straight woman, like, she might be flattered and like it might like spark a little curiosity there yeah. so like she might just like flirt back a little see what's up and you know I'll, I'll go with it if she wants <laughs> mm-hmm. as we watch happen so there's a storyline with you and this woman named reed and do you and reed talk at all do you still keep in touch or was that a was that a deal breaker <laughs> Uh, I'm going to be honest. Like we do not speak anymore. Yeah. Um, I have no hard feelings towards her. I actually like wish that like we could still like remain cool and be friends, but yeah, we don't, we don't speak at all. That was, 
what you saw and right then and there it was like truly the end (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I mean I was watching thinking this must be hard for her and I was kind of surprised she agreed to be on the show because if it does seem like she's interested but also is aware that this is playing out over tv and then is maybe just realizing it and being like oh wait if I act on this everybody's gonna know that's like kind of how I felt too like yeah I mean I mean I mean I don't know if they showed in the show I haven't seen it but like she was sending me texts and like oh yeah texts were like between me and her later in the evening like it, it was a me and her conversation I wasn't even planning on honestly like showing it to anyone it just yeah. kind of played out that like I did yeah but like those texts like they were some of the sweetest texts I've ever gotten in my life and yeah. <laughs> like they were real so yeah yeah wow you said you didn't come out until after college are you saying like you didn't come out to your family or um family and friends or just yourself I want to say like all, all of the above myself yeah. friends and family um like I always knew I didn't like men I wasn't interested in guys I like tried to go on dates with guys and things like that I had like a boyfriend in high school which wasn't real because I was like also hooking up with my girl best friend <laughs> <laughs> and um it's just I don't know it took me a long time to accept it like I thought that being gay would it would just be making my life so much harder, you know, like just Mm -hmm. to live a normal life. But once I came out, it's like so cliche, but it seriously was like such a sigh of relief. Like I was like, why didn't I do this sooner? I regretted not doing it sooner when I came out. That's how I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And was the Florida scene kind of like, did you know where to go or is it just kind of something you've recently come into the queer scene down there? So when I was coming out, like I met a few friends that were openly gay and they were like, you're gay, dude. And I was just like, no, guys, like I'm not gay. Like, stop. <laughs> and they're like, no, dude, like you're gay. And they would take me to the honeypot, which was like this spot in Tampa, RIP to the honeypot, shout out. Um, it yeah. closed down during COVID, all that COVID stuff. But it was like the place to go to in Tampa. And everyone from St. Pete would go there too. It was like the lesbian spot to go to. And um, I would just go there like every Saturday for ladies night and it, it, I came out like I was like, I'm ready to come out. <laughs> yeah. Man, we've heard the second week in a row. We've heard about this honeypot. Huh, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I actually just had it. This is like so random, but I actually just had a dream about going to the honeypot like two days ago. And I woke up <laughs> thinking like, how fucking weird is it that I just dreamed about going to the honeypot? I, I think like my subconscious is like you. I really miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you experienced the queer scene in other cities? Have you come up to New York and gotten to like Cubby or Hens or any of that? So, no, I haven't really gotten to experience it, but I did go to World Pride New York. Okay. Like, yeah. Two years ago, right? Yeah. yeah right. And yeah. that was definitely so much fun. I don't know exactly what bars I went to. I was pretty fucked up. <laughs> um, but it was so much fun. And I was, I honestly want to go back again, like just like on a normal night, like not for like a special event, just to like experience what it's like. Yeah. Maybe like I can hit you guys up to meet up. <laughs> yeah, if you need some tour guides, we're here for Absolutely. you. For sure. I don't know. I think we should start doing Tampa Bay's watch parties because we just finished yes. up our L Word watch parties and um I'll, I'll come out. 
Let's get on that immediately. Yes. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores. And it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Which of the Tampa days are you closest with in real life? Um, I would definitely say, okay, like right now, <laughs> I would say probably like Cuppy. Um, yeah. Me and Jordan got pretty close to, I've known her for a while and just like, you know, filming together brought us closer and also filming brought me really close with Summer and Marissa, which I'm like super thankful for. They're so cool. Nice. And also me and Cuppy are just friends, but like we're <laughs> yes, close. <laughs> yes. Cuppy reached out to me um, after we talked about uh, Tampa Bay's for the first time when we found out the trailer dropped and was just like, okay. thank you so much for actually being nice <laughs> and sent some really sweet messages. And oh, that's so awesome. Cuppy's so sweet. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I'm really excited for everyone. Yeah, it was really fun to meet Cuppy and get the the fan action in person and it's like what you see on the show is really true to what I experienced with meeting everybody in Orlando like Cuppy yeah. really is this like big personality that kind of commands attention probably because she's in the middle of a room fanning herself off absolutely <laughs> it might be like the big hits too but like that yeah, yeah. yeah that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah the tattoos the lashes everything yeah, yeah. She's so i briefly got to meet summer uh and marissa and i i chatted mostly with summer um brianna murphy um and Haley, um jordan very briefly and mac i talked to to mac for a little bit so you met a lot. You better space me at like half the cast. Yeah, and I'm so glad yeah. she did because I watch a lot of reality TV. I love the okay. Housewives. I watch. I don't know, especially it, it. My love for it accelerated over lockdown. So like <laughs> when I found out about this show, it was like the height of my like reality binging. I'm so happy to hear that. Um, I was so into it, but I also watch, thinking like there's no way fifty at least 50 to 70% of this is real. Like a lot of, with the housewives too, especially they're not a lot of the time real friends, but it's kind of produced to make it look like they are. And it feels inauthentic a lot of the time, but I'm so glad Carolyn went down. She's like, no, they're actually like 
friends and hang out. No, like we're like, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say like we might all be friends now, well, but we yeah, definitely that... were. We were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Yes. <laughs> yeah. At least like it does feel like you're diving right into a scene where the people know each other, know about each other, have authentic yeah. drama, even if they're not all friends. Yeah. We want like yeah. authentic friction and drama and no, it was existing relationships. <laughs> I was like, kind of like hoping, like, I was like, I wish some of this was fucking scripted because you guys are ridiculous, but that's just my, yeah. whatever. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's not scripted, but you have my favorite line. I think of the entire series so far that we haven't seen the finale. Yeah. We've seen it all, but the finale. Um, oh, okay. That's good. I, okay. But there's one part where you're talking to Reed and she's talking about global warming and you're like, yeah, I'm not here to talk about reducing my carbon footprint right now. <laughs> well, spoken like a real STEM gal, huh? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even remember saying that, but that's totally something I would say. That's fucking. <laughs> it, the way the way that it's cut, it just seems so random. Like you're there just to like vibe and have a good time, and then all of a sudden she gets really serious, and she's like, "Isn't it just so horrible what's happening to the environment?" And you're like, "Um, what? No, that's not what we're doing here." <laughs> oh man, yes, I totally definitely did say that. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> so, so since the end of the show, how how has it been with everybody? Do you guys still? I mean. Obviously, I saw everyone out, granted, in different groupings. Right. I mean, most people were together. I, I think Summer and Marissa, I just saw the one night there, and then I didn't see them with the rest of the group. But then I saw the rest of the group most of the other days, and they were hanging out together in these like massive parties. Um, so I want to say that like exactly what you saw is like how it is. Like Everyone's kind yeah. of divided a little bit like i still talk to everyone basically i mean the only person i truly don't talk to is mac and Mm. um i don't know if that was like on the show or not i haven't seen it but it was a little bit it was a little bit confusing though i don't (laughs) know was that confusing for you i wasn't really sure oh with the recording with the recording in the car but i i wasn't (laughs) sure what was so bad about it or why it kept being brought up but i I missed something yeah but then that was it you know what? I don't yeah, know. Either. For the rest you know, of the season. It was like a blip. Yeah. Like I just recorded the truth. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really relate to you so much. We weren't super close before the show anyway. Like we knew of each other yeah. and we saw each other out. We'd definitely like dab each other up, say, hey, what's up? But yeah, I don't really see her out. I so I, I don't ever text her or anything like that. I mean, no hard feelings there. Like, you know, I wouldn't wish anything bad upon her, but I don't really talk yeah. to her. But like, like you said, like how you saw everyone else out like divided that's just like kind of yeah. how it is like you know i still talk to Haley and brianna sometimes i reach out to summer and marissa you know separately sometimes jordan even olivia mel but i wouldn't say like we all hang out like as a big group anymore um i think it is, it's a big you know group. the shit that happened like while we were filming like it kind of left a sour taste in some people's mouths and they don't want to, you know, taste that again, so to say. So it's whatever. Like if I saw any of the castmates out, I would definitely like say, Hey, what's up? But yeah, I'm not going to like go out of my way and hit people up to hang out. You know, like I said, like earlier, I'm just like 
working all the time. I'm still in school full time. So I'm like kind of preoccupied with all that. But I mean, if they hit me up to go out, I'm going to go out. But how do you focus on school while also being on the precipice of being a reality TV star? I just don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> I mean, it, when I was filming and I mean, when we're when we were filming, I was still in school and working full time. It was stressful. Yeah. It was definitely stressful. I mean, I have a new job now, but like I was working as a microbiologist when we were filming and my boss was like, I don't want anything like with that show, like the show cannot be affiliated with work. And I was like, okay. So it was, it was hard to like cut and define professional life, personal life. Yeah. Did you always want to get in that field or did you have family pressure? <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some as family pressure yeah. to like try to go into the medical field yeah. and uh, that didn't happen. So I kind of slided into being a microbiologist, but like, as I was working there, I was like, I don't want to do this forever. And I started uh, studying IT. That's what my master's degree is in now, the IT field. And I just recently accepted a job offer as a business analyst at an IT company. So that's what I've been doing now. So it's pretty awesome. Offering. Thank you, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I obviously loved seeing your mom on the show. Um, Yes. That's such a great scene. Uh, I mean, just to hear the words Choresh de Bottom June and Fesen June on the show, my favorite food. Oh, really? Uh, Fesen June till I die. (laughs) Not the Choresh de Bottom June, but... um, I feel that. <laughs> Not so much. The texture. Ugh. But yeah, I <laughs> that was enough for me. Um, obviously, I want a season two and more Nilufar. You said you didn't want your mom to watch. Um is your mom just like not tapped in? Yeah, there's so much I don't want my Iranian family to listen to or see or seek out. And right. I just kind of bank on the fact that they're immigrants who can't really figure it out. <laughs> Is that exactly what you're doing? What okay. Yeah, she did see the trailer and she actually like called me and she was like, she thought, I cannot believe this. Why would they let me look like that? And I was <laughs> yeah. like, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, man. She, was like, I'm, she was like saying she's like hunched over and like she was like, Aww. why was my makeup like that? I was like, mom. That's just what you look like. Like, I don't know what you're going to say. She was so beautiful and cute. And, yeah. So cute. Oh, yeah. So sweet. She's honestly great. I love my mom. She's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> If, if there is a season two, and boy, do we hope there is a season two, do you think everybody would come back? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely would come back. Yeah. I feel like everyone's plans are still to live in Tampa. So like, yeah, they've definitely come back. I think we all had, for the most part, such a fun time, like filming and stuff. And like, even though some people did end up like maybe hating each other a little bit at the end of the day. Like the whole experience was just awesome. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like most of the people who ended up hating each other, there was friction there before the taping. Oh, absolutely. Anyway. And that it wasn't anything that happened necessarily because of drama that happened on the show. Speaking of drama, one episode features you all going out on this really cool floating bar thing. What are those? How much do they cost to rent? Is that normal? <laughs> down Honestly, there? Yeah. Is that what people do thing, in Tampa? Like the, the tiki boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks amazing and dangerous, but <laughs> yeah, people do that all the time. Honestly, I've never done it before. <laughs> we, we did the filming, but like there's like different variations of that where you like can like paddle 
and like you're on a boat and you paddle and it keeps going and like you can do on where you're like biking and you have to like pedal and that kind of thing but I don't know how much it is but there's so much fun I had so much yeah. fun on that thing until like you know I didn't <laughs> um, yeah wow <laughs> I got I so defensive I truly I don't know if it's because you're right. running in and I feel like like very no, protective I, I, I got that, like, livid watch that they like they like side with me a little bit oh they I will was just like I was like what the fuck's going on bro like pretty aggressive <laughs> yeah, yeah it felt like screaming at a puppy I'm like what yeah. are you doing <laughs> I really I, I hope people I mean I went and I looked up your sign when that happened. I was like, how is she taking this? I don't know a thing about her, but I at least need to f- figure out how she as a Pisces is taking this an emotional, maybe person. Um, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, That was like n- probably one of the worst moments ever, like filming and not filming. Yeah. So since the honeypot is closed, if people were to come down to Tampa and wanted to, you know, party like a bay, what should they do? Uh, I would definitely say come out to Ebor. Um, White Lie is a great spot to meet a lot of gay people, lesbian people, and definitely St. Pete. There's just a lot of lesbian and gay people in St. Pete, and you can find them anywhere. Like, it's pretty obvious, too. Like... Your your gaydar is on point when you're gay. So follow the sound. <laughs> but of like the literally, just keys. like the entire St. Pete area is is gay, like for sure. Yeah. Oh, but I don't Ebor, White Lie, yeah. I'm looking. I pulled up a map. I'm so sorry. I it's time that I finally look at a map and understand. <laughs> Florida. The difference between St. Pete's and Tampa? Yeah. <laughs> All of it. They're, They're very close. by a bridge. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and my parents right now are looking at Clearwater. And oh, really? Okay. I'm like, first of all, why? Because all I know about Clearwater is Scientology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I didn't even know that. I just know about Clearwater Beach. Like, everyone apparently loves it. But I'm like, oh, really? It's like, I don't even like go to Clearwater Beach. If I had to go to a beach, I wouldn't go there. But yeah. people do love going to that beach. It's not that far from like the Tampa area too, or it's a little bit from St. Pete, maybe like 40 okay, minutes, I see. 30 minutes, but it's still pretty close. All right. Yeah. Just getting ready for when we make our pilgrimage. Um, <laughs> Wait, our so listeners are probably are so sick. There or just like, like yeah. buy a home to like vacation there or something. No, like relocate, retire because they did that in South Carolina and they really don't like it there or at least my yeah. mom doesn't, doesn't um, really like too fun there yeah they're gonna keep going south we they settled there from Iran too and um went to connecticut and my dad doesn't want to be in the cold anymore so then he was like clear water and all i do is watch reality tv yes and cult documentaries and all, <laughs> like so i'm very aware scientology's like taken over Clearwater. like a big percentage of um the real estate there is owned by the church yeah wow but now that i see the proximity to say pete's and all the queerness i'm like yeah okay move down there Clearwater go hang out with shiva our mom's yeah absolutely we'll hang out (laughs) and you know honestly tampa's like a hot spot right now like not just like the gay scene i don't know if you guys like you know the bucks just won the super bowl the lightning have won the stanley cup two years in a row like yeah tom brady's just like becoming a scene um a lot of entrepreneurs are starting their businesses here it's definitely on the come up and like rent prices and just like housing prices are like skyrocketing because of that You know, there's just a lot of growth here. And so if your parents didn't move to Clearwater, it would 
you're so close to Tampa, like you would still feel all that, those effects. It's, it's fucking awesome here. Uh, I'm like, calling I them right after this. I don't for a while. I don't want to leave, honestly. Yeah, that's like people would normally, I've seen people go on reality shows, like get the followings and then probably like the natural progression would be to move to a bigger LA. like market. Yeah, LA for yeah. sure. Maybe uh, New York, I don't but know like mostly if I can LA. Do all that. Yeah. <laughs> All the LA Iranians are now. Oh my God. A, a different breed. <laughs> truly. <laughs> well, and then also a lot of people who do reality TV, they try to um, translate that into a career as being like an influencer. That doesn't really seem to be your style. Is that something that you could see yourself doing or no, you're, you're sticking to the plan. You like, <laughs> you put in the years at school. Yeah. So like, I definitely like have thought about like, you know, this is such a great platform to do something like that, to like start a career as an influencer, just using social media as like a way to like make my main source of income. Mm-hmm. But when I think about it, I'm just, I've never been like that I don't know how to explain it like I mean I use Instagram Twitter but it's not like super serious for me and if there was a way to make money off of it just like being myself like this I'd be fucking dope I would totally (laughs) yeah cool but it's not like something I'm gonna like put all my energy into like like you said I, I have been in school for a while and I do like what I'm doing now so it's definitely something I'm gonna stick to but, you know, if something if someone came up to me and was like, you want to start your own like TV show, like you want to be Alan or something, I'd be like, yeah, geez, yes. for sure, definitely. <laughs> I don't think that'll ever happen. But like, if that did, I wouldn't say no. A line of bucket hats. You don't know. You, you know. Don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually like a really good idea. I'm like, I'm going to have to like jot that down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think you could have a whole hat line actually based on the show. Thank you. Appreciate that. <laughs> With like chemistry symbols on it. I don't know. <laughs> I've been trying to wear less hats. My mom's always like, Shiva, you're going to go bald. Stop wearing hats. <laughs> I'm always just like, all right, I got to stop wearing less hats. Apparently I'm going to go bald. So <laughs> how, how would you describe your style? What influences it? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I see stuff. I'm like, I think I could rock that. Like, I think I could, you know, <laughs> be swaggy in that. Um but I, I would definitely admit like a couple of years ago, I had like no style. I, I went through like a, a bad breakup and like, you know, I had a glow up after that. I'm like, thank God I had that breakup because if I didn't, <laughs> I'd be still like wearing like only flannels and like skinny jeans. No, def- not, no offense to anyone who does that, but I'm just saying like, it's all I used to wear. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a staple. Uh, yeah. I think we've all been there. Um, and then on the show, you do make it clear at the time that you are you are single and your DMs are open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we have a lot of queer listeners. Do you want to specify who you want to slide in to your DMs? What What are you looking for? I, I'm at this point, I'm looking for the one. That's for sure. You know, oh. I know, I know like a couple months ago, I probably wasn't saying that I was like a hot girl summer. Like I'm going to yeah. pop off. I definitely was saying that. But now that I've like, you know, got this new job and I'm like settling down a little bit, I'm just like, I'm ready to like, you know, commit, have a family maybe, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I think I'm growing up or something. I don't know if that's growing up. <laughs> but, like, I'm like seeing myself yeah. there. So just only they're open to anyone who's serious. That's that's for sure. 
Yeah. All right. Sirius yeah. and has their shit extremely together. I mean, and they've got to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly. <laughs> Is this stirring the pot? If I bring up, there's a lot of speculation about the nature of uh, Brianna and Haley's relationship. Okay, so wait, let me let me ask you, what do you mean by that before I before I reply? I mean, the accusations we we uh, we got them from the show, right? From people, the show, people yes. throw okay. yes. it like, has nothing to do with my time in or- Orlando no, at all. Just want to make that clear. We're on just the show, repeating back what we saw. Yes, on the show, it, it's that people have never seen them be uh, affectionate with each other. That they think it's more of just like a, uh, of a partnership um, of kind of a, a career thing of an image thing and less of a actual, you know, compared to you have summer and Marissa who are portrayed as really like the real deal end game couple that, is like just very loving and supportive of each other. So I will definitely say like, I've known Haley and Brianna for quite a while now, like probably longer than I've known anyone else on the cast. And I can say like, they've been affectionate and I would definitely say like, they're the real deal, but I just think that their personalities like come off like in a different way than Summer and Marissa's does, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, they have both very strong personalities and sometimes, um, like, I feel like Summer and Marissa, you could look at them as more like a team, like a unit, you know, like they always complement each other. And then not that Murphy and Haley don't complement each other, but like, for example, Murphy has a very strong personality and it's very dominant and it can like overshadow Haley's personality. And, you know, when viewers see that, like they might think like, what the fuck's going on there? <laughs> like, honestly, like that's... Like you drew that from the show and I would say that, you know, that's a fair assumption to make because others probably will too. Yeah. I I wouldn't say the relationship at all is fake, but it's easy to see why people would assume the same thing that you two are both assuming right now. That's for sure. Yeah, Uh, I'll say that's based on the show and I watched most of it after having met everybody. And with that part, I was like, oh, I wish I'd seen this before. So maybe I would have been a little bit more observant because when I met them at no point did I think like, oh, they're not a real couple. Like they felt like a very real couple to me. A real couple. Like I a hundred percent, they love each other. They want to be with each other. A few people are like, we've never seen them kiss. I'm like, wait, did I see them kiss? (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) Like looking through my camera roll. But I just feel like their personalities like are both very strong, like I said, and it might yeah. come off in a different way than like Summer and Marissa's whose personalities I feel like honestly complement each other. And like when you see them, you're kind of like, oh, that's goals. Like that's yeah, a yeah. team unit, you know, yeah. they, they're in sync with each other. Not that Murphy and Haley aren't, but yeah, you, you see it throughout the show. Like you just said that it could raise an eyebrow or two. Yeah. Well, what do you want our listeners to know going into the show? I'm sure you've seen some stuff like just um, online, like when it was originally announced, there was a little bit of backlash, but like, is there anything you want our listeners to know or to like to hear from you before they go into the show? 
I definitely saw like some backlash against like the diversity in our cast. And, you know, people were like, who casted these people? Like the producers suck, X, Y, Z. And like, we weren't casted. Like we're a group of friends. We've known each other for a long time. Um, Some of us were closer to each other than others. So it's not like, you know, producers like had a audition call or whatever it's called to cast us. We were a group of friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's impossible for us to represent the entire queer community in Tampa. I mean, we're all diverse in our own ways, you know, like Jordan and Sarah biracial, I'm Iranian, um, Nellie's Latina, Summer's Native American. Like we have diversity, but like, maybe it's not as diverse as some people would like to see, Um, but it's authentic. And I just want people to like, go into it like with an open mind, like thinking like, you know, I know this isn't a full representation of the Tampa queer community, but like, it's cool to see this like insight on these people's lives who are a little different. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just that we're just keeping it real. And just literally, I I was just literally living my life. Like I wasn't doing anything different besides having a camera like next to me as I do what I do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, we need the show to do like we want people to watch it we, and so we can have more shows you know that exactly. will have more representation Absolutely. and yeah. i would rather watch i think a group of friends that existed and didn't represent every single thing than watch a produced like hodgepodge group that um casting producers put together and watch them sift through a couple seasons worth of getting to know each other and like just not even having that natural gel there between them we've seen it on reality shows in the past where they've like on the real housewives of new york this last year they added a black cast member and it actually went horribly um like a lot yeah um it was like people weren't buying it people were calling the season boring and then they were (laughs) upset that the black one had to do a lot of educating then people were upset that the all the education and all the responsibility fell on the black cast member and it was just it was because it wasn't natural and they didn't know her like i would always rather watch something a little more natural so right yeah and i don't think we can say this enough it's a really good show and it's an important show it's well done it's not just reality drama um the the content about everybody's families and that we get to meet so many family members like we meet almost everyone's parents at some point it feels like or at least the the majority of people's parents which is crazy and then having conversations about their coming out about their sexuality about how that impacted the family and I think that that's going to be so important to so many people watching what are some of your hopes for what the show will do for people watching um well I just hope that you know the viewers that do tune in like see that you know, this is the real deal and that this is all experiences and perspectives of our own personal journeys. And and if, you know, if one person can relate or just like, you know, be benefited from this, that'd be fucking awesome. You know, I like, I recently just got a DM from another Iranian girl who was like, you know, I'm so happy that, you know, you're representing us. Like there's just someone out there putting it out there that there are Middle Eastern gay women out there. And honestly, like, 
when I started the show, like I wasn't even thinking about that. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like I wasn't thinking like, I'm going to represent like Middle Eastern like, gay women. Like I was, you know, I was like, cool. They can see my personal journey. But when I really thought about it, I was like, I'm, I can hopefully like inspire, encourage others to just like be themselves that are kind of like me, you know? So I hope yeah. that just like viewers tuning in, like know that this is real. Um, this is our own personal journeys. And you know, even if you can't relate, maybe you can just like crack a smile from it, you know, just like enjoy yourself watching it. And if you, you know, are inspired by it or anything like that, that's even so much better. Yeah. It's funny too. Like the smiles will be there. I have even gotten messages from Iranians who listen to Diking Out and I had the same experience. I wasn't going into this podcast thinking I was going to be this big, like, like waving a huge flag and like represent, I just kind of thought I would talk about my own personal and didn't like zoom out that much when I joined this podcast, but I already have had listeners reaching out to me asking if I've seen you on the show. So (laughs) the impact is huge and important. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited. I'm excited too. I'm I'm gonna totally like binge watch it as soon as it comes out. Yeah, just like I did. Yeah, everyone's gonna binge watch it when it comes out because it it is so good. <laughs> we only had the screeners for a, a limited time, and my wife was so mad because she wanted to watch, and I'm like, sorry, yeah. I'm gonna <laughs> get to, you'll have to wait like everyone else. Um, <laughs> and I do want to remind people listening that everybody on this show is a real human, so be kind. I feel like people lose sight of that uh, a little bit and think like, oh, people on TV. Yeah. And they can get really uh, nasty online. But, you know, everybody, everybody that I met IRL was so nice and um, just real people with feelings. So (laughs) I feel protective of everyone. I feel so protective (laughs) of this show. We have nothing to do with it. We're like, we need shows like this. They're so important and uh, people need to, to settle down and just have fun. Yeah. That's my PSA. Yeah. Have fun, people. Let's have fun. Was there anything else that we didn't cover that you wanted to mention having to do with the show? Anything that that you didn't expect going into it that surprised you, maybe? There was, I don't know if I'm allowed to like talk about this, but there was a moment when I was like filming with my mom and I asked her about like, you know, coming out and like, how did she, so let me explain this. Like, I never really came out to my family. I never was like, mom, dad, I'm gay. You know, it was kind of just like, they picked up on it. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I would always bring like a girl over and I'm like, you know, (laughs) like this might be my girlfriend, you know, something like that. But, you know, like that that scene with my mom when like I asked her, I don't know if I'm honest, but like I asked her like, how'd you know I was gay? And she like replied like that when she replied and gave me that reply, like I was surprised. Like I yeah. didn't know that my mom thought, you know, like what she's about what she said. Like she said, like, you know, I did, I knew since, you know, this time, you know, that you were gay. And I was like, huh, I didn't even know that, yeah. you know? Wow. So like it was on camera and I was like, that's, this is news to me. I didn't know that you thought, I was gay since I was this age and you know so like there was there's a lot of moments like I know like there was a moment with Jordan and her grandparents like that was yeah like that was legit real and like 
in that moment, I was with Jordan. I was just thinking like, she's going to like beat my ass. Like I was like scared, like her grandparents were going to hate her. And like, it was all my fault. She's like, just come out, you know, just do it, just do it. And I was like, oh shit, she's going to fucking hate me now. I don't know. There was just so many real moments. I'm like, it's all caught on camera and it's, it's going to be interesting to see, like, you know, like it's just, I hope that people like realize and see that authenticity. So yeah. Um, you even in that scene, ask your mom, like, what's the Persian word for gay? And like, you could <laughs> see it like in the moment, you guys are really talking about this stuff for the first time because you guys, yeah, no was, one can I, even think of the word that no, like, that's how we don't talk about mom, it. Like yeah. never asked my mom about like gay stuff like that until we were filming that scene. And it was just like, it was crazy. And like, it's, you know, it's heartfelt and it's, it's cool that like, honestly, like the whole world is going to see that, but like that moment is going to be special to me forever. Yeah. So, and it says a lot that that stuff made the cut into the, the edits that so much of the family content, because I'm sure there's a lot of drama. Like I know Cuppy said something that she was a little bit nervous because she's like, oh, I blacked out twice during filming. You would never know because they didn't show Cuppy doing anything bad or acting a fool, right? Right. So, So, yeah, I hope people realize, too, like, like I said, we filmed for like two or three months and it's only you're only getting eight hours, I believe, of like, yeah, what we filmed. Yeah. So there's so much more that went into it. And I'm sure the way it's like cut and produced is obviously like an accurate representation of what happened. But I just want people to know there's more to that than what they see too. So. All right. Amazing. We're excited. We can't wait to hear what everybody thinks. Where can people follow you on social media and slide into those DMs? (laughs) So all my social media handles are just my first and last name, Sheba Pishdad. Um, S-H-I-B-A-P-I-S-H-D-A-D, Shiva Pishdad, nothing, nothing special to it. Just literally my first <laughs> yeah. and last name for everything. All my socials. <laughs> Love it. Amazing. Well, Shiva, thank you so much for coming on and diking out about the show. Yeah, and we're you. so excited for everyone to see it. Yes. I'm excited too. Thank you Let's so much go. for having me. This has been so cool. <laughs> So at the time that we are recording this, we still haven't seen the final episode of Tampa Bay's, but that is on my list of things to do today. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Can't and... wait for my little vacation. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I like it. I like it. <laughs> and if you had fun listening to that, just know we will have another Bay on the pod. We're not going to say who. Patrons know. Patrons know who. The other bay is that's coming on, and that will be probably in a few weeks. But let's wrap this up by getting to our listener question, though. We do have an update okay, from a question from a few weeks ago because somebody wrote in asking, how do they find the lesbians on their campus? How do they find queer women? How did they find these spaces? There didn't seem to be any. And we yelled at them and said, start it. Mm-hmm. You do it. And it turns out, it out tough love is effective. Yes. Because what did they go and do? 
They wrote back and gave us an update. Hi, I was the listener question from weeks ago about meeting gay people in college, and I just want to update y'all. I started an Instagram page for my school and organized my first event. So many lesbians and queer women and non-binary people came out. And I started a Lavender Menace Club at my university that focuses on women and lesbians and non-binary people, a queer space that doesn't focus on men. Your podcast has been such a great influence for me and so many others. Thank you for everything you do. You hear that? That's me patting us both on the back. (laughs) Yes. There it is. This is what we love. Thank you so much for this update. I was so happy to get that email just beaming. That's what this is all about. Diking out. It's about bringing us all together, having fun, building community. We love to see it. Bless you. I wish we could send you the gayest thing trophy. Oh, yeah. Um, You have it in spirit. We love you. You're killing it. All right. All right. New question. We got a new question. This one was from a patron, and (laughs) I think they became a patron and sent it immediately. (laughs) And so that's how you get to the top of the list. And they beat out somebody who sent in a question with the subject line that was like, urgent matter whatever but that sorry you need to be a a patron or pay us on jemmy is it we haven't used jemmy or plug jemmy in a while but we still do it if you want us to answer or wizio i don't know it's wizio okay yeah we'll answer your questions if you pay us that's how it works so let's get to it uh this one i like this one what are some things that you did in the past to help yourself heal slash move on from a breakup I'm a couple months out of a long relationship. While I am going to therapy and looking into my own shit, I am curious about fun things you may have done slash thrown yourself into that were purely for yourself. Doing the tough introspective work is important, but I would love some inspiration for the lighthearted side of healing as well. Important. I mean, throwing yourself into other women? Is that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, that isn't always a, a great idea and probably not the answer that you are looking for, listener. Yeah, I mean, that is a good way to, I mean, an effective. A lot of people swear by that, yeah. right? The old adage, right. the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else unless you are a top exclusively. Right. Yes, a right. um, little gay addendum for us. But <laughs> I dance. I, is that basic? Truly? No. Any ba- breakup great. situation, I've gone, I've looked up the next queer dance party and yeah. danced it all out of me. That's great. Foolproof. Yeah. Dancing will definitely get your endorphins up and, uh, right? Does it do that? Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. We're just like yeah, any kind of movement. Move. Go on yeah, walks. Keep moving is definitely a thing. Uh, I always use that time to reconnect with friends that maybe I've neglected. <laughs> do I sound like a good friend? Yeah. I reconnect with people and remember that there are other people in my life who care about me and that not everything has to rest on a romantic partnership. And the great thing about good friends is that they understand that and they are there for you when you need them. So that's always like a very energizing and nice thing for me to do is to just spend time 
with other people and friends and uh, being there for, for them. Not so much looking for them to listen to me and my shit, but to be like, hey, let me be here for you. And that makes me feel better about, you know, whatever's going on. Travel. Definitely travel. Well, that goes with getting out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And traveling is a great way to do that. I think getting yeah. out of your comfort zone, doing new things, things that maybe scare you are a great Dying way. Dying your hair pink. Yeah. <laughs> Get bangs. Starting a podcast. Yeah. Get married. All these things that you can do soon after getting out of a relationship. <laughs> Immediately into a new one. <laughs> that might change your life. <laughs> now we're going into things not to do territory, which we did say we were going to start to do. Yes. Offering bad advice. Here's one. But continue to follow them on social media. Okay. <laughs> Definitely do that if you want to, you know, not get over them. Not really, right? Block them. You can yes, be friends with course. exes. We had a whole episode about it recently, but not immediately after the breakup. No, no. And and yeah, if you're going out dancing, make sure it's not a space where they are out dancing because, hey, I've been going out dancing a lot and there are a lot of people running into their exes. Yeah. Out of the club. Out the club. Yeah. Uh, a lot of panicked look on people's faces and being like, my ex just walked in or my ex whatever and or or somebody i'm with will talk to someone and then someone else comes up and they're like that's my ex and i'm like i don't know do. <laughs> yeah so uh what else i mean i'm when i list off all the things i did uh it really was like dye my hair pink get married yeah i dyed mine uh, purple that's so funny after my last major <laughs> i got undercuts and dyed my hair purple I went to Germany Yay. with my mom and I talk a lot about the spa. I got, I went to like an, a naked spa um, and I found that to be very healing and very fun. Yeah. It's just planning things to look forward to. You know what I do sometimes? What I'll admit to what this isn't as much lighthearted. I write poetry. Oh yeah. 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 I go through a breakup and I write a poem. There you go. There you go. I admitted it. Would you Sometimes go as like, far as like going to like a mic for poetry? Like I was going to no, say, no, no, oh. no, 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 no. Well, no, maybe a storytelling like, mic. Yeah. That's like getting out of your comfort zone. I think some type of like arts or craft project, putting it down, whether it's like writing or, you know, a, a collage, or maybe you're um, assembling a, a box of, mementos and creating a bonfire and, it's a yeah. bonfire season you know if you do it safely that's great yeah i took uh, a bunch of classes that were very crafty there was a thing in chicago at the time called dabble i don't know if it's a thing anymore but something like that where it was like people sign on and teach classes that are in their expertise and yeah. you just like pay like 30 dollars and you take a decoupage class or yes. like an intro to guitar class. And I did a bunch of dabble classes, something like that. Picking up a new hobby is a great way to get over a relationship. And something else that I've done consistently after breakups is I've started running. Cause I, I never oh, like yeah. consistently run. I always stop. And then a, a breakup will definitely get me back into okay. running every day. Yes. But make sure you stretch. Playlist. Listen, <laughs> I, my last breakup, holy shit. I 
threw myself into the dancing, the partying, the drinking, and the working out all at once. Yeah. And I remember I had gone to a queer dance party made out with a friend, woke up the next morning, immediately started working out with weights without stretching, pulled a muscle in my neck, was out for two months. <laughs> I couldn't move <laughs> just so much. Yeah. And I remember my physical therapist being like, you really got to stretch through your breakup. <laughs> like you're <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you clearly are holding like tension from that. And then you're not stretching and then you're lifting weights above your head and look what you've done. So right. guys stretch, okay. make sure you're yeah. stretching. Be hydrated. Speaking of drinking, watch the drinking. Uh, I know that that was something for me that yeah. uh, when when I was going through my divorce, I was like, I know it feels like you want to start drinking at 3 p.m. every day, but don't do it, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Limit yourself to a one drink maximum when you're catching up with friends. Come on, two. For a while. Okay. Until you feel, maybe two, if you can handle it. <laughs> but yeah, just uh, make healthy choices for yourself. Best of luck. You know, the way you wrote this email, I feel like you're doing fine. It was like a very, you know, it wasn't like I'm devastated. I'm it's just like, hey, give me some fun tips. Yeah, it sounds you know? like we got a email from an earth sign, maybe. And uh, when uh, when you're ready, just let us know your, your handle so we can direct people to your DMs. I think there's a Patreon tier for that, actually. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you so much for sending in this question, for becoming a patron, because now... Not only did we answer your question first, but you get an extra episode every week. And this week we talked about all sorts of things. Case to uh, what the hell is going on with these new lesbian bars that are starting up. My sister's removing and about Tampa Bay's. Of course. A little bit about Tampa Bay's. Uh, now that it's out and now that you know who I'm talking about when I say who I met in Orlando and all of that good stuff. So head on over patreon.com slash diking out. Send your questions in diking out at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and all that good stuff at diking out. Follow me at TGI Carolyn. Hey, follow me at Melody Kamali. Thank you so much for diking out with us. Oh, all you beautiful bays out there. Beautiful, beautiful bays. We'll see you next Tuesday. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk turned traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.